Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. I'll be continuing to explore Bodhidharma's wake-up sermon. If you use your mind to study reality, you won't understand either your mind or reality. If you study reality without using your mind, you'll understand both. Those who don't understand, don't understand understanding. And those who understand, understand not understanding. People capable of true vision know that the mind is empty. They transcend both understanding and not understanding. The absence of both understanding and not understanding is true understanding. Seen with true vision, Form isn't simply form, because form depends on mind. And mind isn't simply mind, because mind depends on form. Mind and form create and negate each other. That which exists exists in relation to that which doesn't exist. And that which doesn't exist, doesn't exist in relation to that which exists. This is true vision. By means of such vision, nothing is seen and nothing is not seen. Such vision reaches throughout the 10 directions without seeing. Because nothing is seen, because not seeing is seen, because seeing isn't seeing. What mortals see are delusions. True vision is detached from seeing. The mind and the world are opposites, and vision arises where they meet. When your mind doesn't stir inside, the world doesn't arise outside. When the world and the mind are both transparent, this is true vision, and such understanding is true understanding. So Bodhidharma uses words in a way that we don't normally hear them used. And he uses them in that way because he's talking about something which 
really cannot be talked about. Zen or reality is beyond duality and language is a dualistic construction. It's a wonderful construction. It permits us to do so many things, but it also gets in the way. When he uses the word mind, it seems very hard to comprehend exactly what he means. What is mind? The character for mind, the word for mind in Japanese, shin, means both mind and heart. Logic, reason, but also feeling, emotion. Our mind cannot work without emotion. When we are divorced from emotion, we can no longer make decisions. because everything seems of equal value. And so you can go into a Home Depot store and see 15 different kinds of screwdrivers and you have no clue which screwdriver do I want? That's using mind to judge reality. Mind is not separate from the body. The brain is a physical organ governed by rules of chemistry, physiology, physics, biology. Our thoughts and our emotions are governed by neurotransmitters which are chemicals that have effects on neurons. And neurons have connections to other neurons, which have connections to other neurons. And a cascade of electrical impulses are sent through this strange network and thus our thoughts and emotions arise. And it's all very wonderful and very complex and very hard to think about. Perhaps it's easier to think about the mind of a paramecium. Paramecium is a very simple one-celled organism. Very cute little critter if you've ever seen them under a microscope. And paramecia will 
swim around in their element and they will move towards whatever they deem attractive and they'll move away from whatever they deem unattractive and they'll completely ignore whatever they deem neither attractive nor unattractive. And our minds at the simplest level function like paramecium. We grasp what is attractive, we avoid or try to crush what isn't attractive, and we ignore whatever is neither attractive nor unattractive. This is how our mind studies reality. We hold certain opinions. We hold certain ideas about self and other. We hold certain ideas about what is good or bad in our own heart and mind. What our good traits are, what our bad traits are. And we use these opinions, the stories that we have about ourselves to judge reality. Bodhidharma tells us if you use your mind to study reality, you won't understand either your mind or reality. When we use our mind to study reality, a vaccine is not just a vaccine. A vaccine is a symbol of political oppression to some people. To other people, it's a symbol of social harmony and cohesion and virtue. If we're vaccinated, we're protecting each other. <clears throat> to a scientist, a vaccine is just something that stimulates an immune response, hopefully a durable immune response. Where is reality in all of that? If you use your mind to study reality, you use language to study reality. And language by its nature is a dualistic construction. I am me and not you. You are you and not me. But the Beatles in their wisdom told us, I am you and you are me and we are all together. So what is the reality? Reality transcends our paramecium mind.
and it transcends our linguistic abilities. If you study reality without using your mind, you'll understand both. <clears throat> In Zazen, we can very easily study our mind because we have no distractions. We don't have the news playing in the background or the task that we have to do. We're there with reality and our manipulation of reality, our reaction to reality. Our poor understanding of reality using the mind. And we can go on for a very, very long time using our mind to study our mind while we're doing Zazen. We have a strong sensation in our knee and we say, ah, it hurts so bad. And our paramecium mind wants to avoid that pain, wants to run away, get up, leave. <clears throat> or we think about what happened the other day the other week, the other year. And we come up with the one thing that we should have said in that situation. And we're so happy that finally, we know what we should have said in that situation. And we think, ah, I've got it. And this is using the mind to study the mind. It's just going down the rabbit hole. And you can do that ad infinitum until finally you get tired of your own mind, of all of the stories, all of the interpretations, and you say, well, what is reality. What is this? What is this matter? What is this? And looking without judgment, without weighing good or bad, without any sense of 
utility any sense of achievement, but simply being with it. Those who don't understand, don't understand understanding. I forget which Zen ancestor it was who said, delusion is delusion about enlightenment. Enlightenment is enlightenment about delusion. If you're using your mind to study your mind, you can't understand. And then you don't understand understanding. You're deluded about enlightenment. And those who understand, understand not understanding. Enlightenment is enlightenment about delusion. Bodhidharma is not alone in saying these things. When we look at the literature, the Diamond Sutra, the Heart Sutra, and things that came after Bodhidharma, Bodhidharma's Dharma grandson, Sosan Ganchi Zenji, in the Shinjinmei, the unbelieving in mind, says the perfect way knows no difficulties, except that it refuses to make preferences. Only when freed from hate and love, it reveals itself fully and without disguise. A tenth of an inch's difference and heaven and earth are set apart. If you wish to see it before your own eyes, have no fixed thoughts either for or against it. To set up what you like against what you dislike. This is the disease of the mind. When the deep meaning of the way is not understood, Peace of mind is disturbed to no purpose. The way is perfect, like unto vast space, with nothing wanting, nothing superfluous. It is indeed due to making choices that its suchness is lost sight of. So Sanganchi Zenji puts it so beautifully and so poetically 
but he's really not saying anything more than if you use your mind to study reality, you won't understand either your mind or reality. If you are attached to likes and dislikes, if you are attached to your paramecium mind, you cannot understand reality. Setting up what you like against what you dislike is the disease of the mind. Using your mind to study reality, you won't understand your mind or reality. People capable of true vision know that the mind is empty. They know that the mind is empty. That means all of your opinions, all of your likes and dislikes are just like shadows And when the light shifts, the shadow shifts. When the light is extinguished, the shadow disappears. The mind is subject to conditions. What you hold dear as an 18 year old may be very, very different from what you hold dear as you reach your 30th, 40th, 50th, 60th, 70th birthday. And you may look back on the opinions that you had and say, boy, I was stupid. I was nuts. How could I ever have thought such a thing? Huh, I voted as a Democrat. And now I think the Republicans are absolutely spot on or vice versa. Boy, I voted for George Bush. What the hell was I thinking? It happens. It happens because all of those value judgments. Like everything else in our lives are created by conditions. And when conditions change, the mind changes. Underlying reality doesn't change, but the mind changes. People capable of true vision know that the mind is empty. One of the advantages of people of true vision is that they 
hold their beliefs more lightly. They don't hold them as if they were holding on for dear life. They understand that whatever opinion they may have now is as transitory as the opposite opinion, as conditioned by conditions as everything else. It's far more important to understand the mind through reality than it is to cherish your own thoughts, beliefs, opinions. Are you right about this? Are you wrong about this? Truly, in the long run, it doesn't matter. To go back to Sosanganchi Zenji, the way is perfect like unto vast space with nothing wanting, nothing superfluous. It is indeed due to making choices that its suchness is lost sight of. The suchness is reality. The suchness is open and vast like space. We're not limited by concepts. We're not limited by the paramecium mind of, oh, this is really good. I'm going to swim over here. Oh, this is really bad. I'm going to swim away from that thing. In Zazen, we have a chance to touch this suchness for people oriented towards a certain use of language or a certain way of thinking, we could say we touch the face of God. We touch the boundlessness of God or the boundlessness of just this. Just this. And that's true vision.
People capable of true vision know that the mind is empty. They transcend both understanding and not understanding. To transcend both understanding and not understanding. Fortunately or unfortunately, the time has come to end this talk. So I'll leave you with that sentence to ponder in your heart mind what is meant by transcending both understanding and not understanding. Consider it in terms of the mind and reality. And somehow, even though I started off by reading you three paragraphs of the wake up sermon, I've only managed to get through not even a, an entire paragraph of it. Bodhidharma's words are so wonderfully rich and almost inexhaustible. Even a single sentence is almost inexhaustible. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org donate. Thank you for listening.